Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Yeah, I'm Flint Dilly, and you're listening to uh, Knowing is Half the Podcast. I mean, it's really Knowing is Half the Battle, and I, I don't know why they put this pod. We didn't have podcasts in the 80s. I, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with that. But anyway, they, that's what you're listening to. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight one. G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe everybody and welcome back to knowing is half the podcast a podcast program in which we talk about the gi joe cartoon show from 1985 and 1986 is this thanksgiving edition thanksgiving edition yeah actually this is black friday edition oh no Although, I, pre- I prefer thanksgiving it's know, only one day late could we could we just drop this show on thanksgiving if we're, if we're doing it <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure the I'm sure the first thing you guys want to be doing on Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, here's the deal: on Thanksgiving Day, a people are driving to places and they That's might have true. something to listen to. That's and two, true. they're going to be with their family for like nine hours, and it'll be an hour in there where you just want to escape, put your headphones in, and talk about GI Joe. All right, throughout this episode, I'm going to make I'm going to try and tie things into to Thanksgiving, to Thanksgiving, and, and Thanksgiving side dishes. You're going to maybe get to hear all of our turkey calls. Let's just do a quick turkey call, guys. <laughs> it's like a terrible idea. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wasn't that a good turkey call? Yeah, yeah. Also, Ray has never heard. Ray has never heard turkeys. Lulu, Lulu, I've got some apples. Lulu, Lulu, turkey. (laughs) I am one of you. That's what what turkeys sound like, right? They made that song. (laughs) Chan, you're the only one who didn't do it. Oh, you want to hear my turkey call? I would love to. Yes, you want to hear this turkey call? It's gonna make. Hey, turkey, (laughs) gobble, motherfucker. I feel bad for blowing out the uh, for yeah. peeking out the. For once, I'm not levels. the loud one on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, my name is Ray Stakane. I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Evolito. We are talking about an episode, a really I think important episode <laughs> of GI Joe called the Rotten Egg. By the way, if you're uh, if you're making a cartoon and you have a cartoon turkey in it, can you please <laughs> use Chan's turkey call as his turkey call in the in the cartoon? I, if you're good with flash animation, if somebody wants to make a hand turkey and uh, make a little word balloon that says oh, "gobble motherfucker," no joke. I love hand turkeys, guys. I, I I put out a video several years ago about hand turkeys. That's what I call uh, uh, tugging one out, <laughs> getting a hand turkey. <laughs> Because your dick looks like the uh, turkey neck. There's a little waddle there. Yeah. <laughs> a little red waddle. Well. His balls are real red, right? I hope you like Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> Gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, well, 
So who, who wrote this episode of G.I. Joe? Steve Mitchell and Barbara Petty. And uh, what do we know uh, them from? Barbara Petty was one of the uh, one of the Sunbow writers. Okay. She's also credited oh, on Jim, okay. My Little Pony, Transformers, all that good mm-hmm, ass. Mm-hmm. Steve Mitchell was the writer and director of Chopping Mall. <laughs> that is one of my favorite oh, movies nice. of all time. I love me some Chopping Mall. I think we've actually said that on the show before, and I completely uh, had forgotten. Chopping Mall, ladies and gentlemen. It's about it's about a mall where these kids like uh, keep themselves... Uh, they, they stay overnight. They get themselves locked in because they're going to uh-huh. have like a crazy high school age party. Yeah. But there are security robots through the entire mall that try to murder them. Yeah. That's basically the gist of Chopping Mall. And it's and it's it, it's one of those movies that like starts with a very you know simple premise, and then suddenly things just happen because it's a 1980s horror movie that just don't even make sense. Like the elevator somehow comes to life and eats a guy or something at one point. It's like okay, uh-huh, sure, uh-huh. why not? Why not? As you, mm-hmm. as they do, <laughs> like you do. Uh, oh, he is not the director. He's just the writer. He uh, went on to not do a whole lot else. He wrote some episodes of Pacific Blue in the 90s, but he yes, has, in 2012 he wrote. Gila, that's Gila, as in Gila monster with an exclamation point. So there is uh, close to one hundred percent chance that it's uh, a giant Gila monster movie made for sci-fi Ooh. or something along those lines. If anyone wants to donate five bucks to our Patreon and suggest that we do an episode dedicated <laughs> to Gila, <laughs> I would be down for that. Uh, actually, Ray might too, because the director is also Jim Wernowski, The Director of Chopping Mall. Oh, geez. Well, then I'm just go. saying we should watch Came it. Back together Guys, again. why don't we just do <laughs> Chopping Mall? <laughs> I mean, but, but none of us have ever heard of Gila. That's a good point. Yeah, but I'll be excited about Chopping Mall. <laughs> yeah, you're not excited what? about a giant Gila monster? What? I'll be honest, guys. It's losing. It's losing it for me. What? Uh, I don't know. I just like robots and malls. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> In any case, this is an episode of G.I. Joe that opens up with one uh, Cobra Weapons Lab getting blown up. Oh, those poor Cobra Weapons Labs. And Wild Bill. Like, oh, he's back. Wh- wh- I love him. He is back with a vengeance. He only has a small part in this, but he is he is uh, he's clearly he's he's on a uh, an uptick. Yeah. As far as his substance abuse goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he is crazy screaming, shouting as he's pushing vipers into the river mm-hmm. with his helicopter. <laughs> Yeah. He's getting low enough to the ground that he is literally shoving people into the river. I really miss the season oneers that it took me 50 episodes to learn their names. <laughs> uh, yeah, anytime one comes back, Gina's like, I know that man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leatherneck's also enjoying this way too much, right? Ooh, like, boy. I appreciate doing your job, but he is taking glee in hurting people. I, yeah. yeah, I think. Sadist. I think he is a sadist. Oh, 100% I think he's a sadist. Yeah, even though apparently uh, the, uh, later on the episode is like, like, you're the sadist. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. I'm just doing exactly what you did. <laughs> no, uh It's totally different when I do it. Yeah. I looked uh, up this guy because the voice sounds so familiar and he's done a ton of stuff, including some Adventure Time voices. Oh, so wow. He's still... He still actively works, and he he is is a voice actor and a. a well, have you actor. have you had any uh, voices on your show that actually were on GI Joe? Uh, I, I'm sure, but I haven't. It's a pretty tight knit family. I haven't that done the, I haven't done the proper research. Good God, woman. <laughs> But yeah, this guy was on Adventure Time, which a uh, regular show shared a floor with. So it's very possible that at some point I saw him walking around <laughs> and just didn't know he was a GI Joe guy. <laughs> You just like I recognize that voice from 
the break room. <laughs> for, for the record, his name is Chuck McCann. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Chuck McCann. Wait a minute. No, no, in... no. You're talking about. I'm talking about the guy who did the voice of Leatherneck. Oh, because the other, the bad yeah. guy in this episode's his name, name is, is also McCann. McCann. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the oh, the yeah. actor who is in, who played Leatherneck is Chuck McCann, though. And he's been, uh, he's still rocking it, man. He's yeah. been going for a long time. He's now 82 years old. Wow. So he's a grizzled he was in his grizzled early fifties by it's the time he made this. It's funny though because he looks like a cute, cute little old man. Yes, he does. So to see that face and then hear hear his voice coming out of Leatherneck is hilarious. I just felt bad when they tied those balloons to his house and it flew away. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Leatherneck, he's a, a grizzled old marine. I mean, this is the character we're looking for taking Glee in it. He gets into a fight with Wetsuit once again, uh, getting their Lord of the Rings, Legolas, uh, Gimli like rivalry back on track again. Uh-huh. You know, I killed him better. I killed him better. I killed him better. No, you didn't. I did. I uh, marked this because I'm going to start keeping tabs on laughter. Uh, It's like people have their own distinctive laughs, and I feel like some of them are just genuinely deranged. And those are the ones (laughs) who eventually go on to shoot up schools years Uh later. Okay. Um, And, man... Leatherneck, uh, he he hasn't quite hit uh, uh, school shooting yet, but he's he's perilously close. I'm confused by Leatherneck because so much of me, re- I mean, right through this whole episode, you're like, this is a good dude. At the end of the day, he's not going to betray his country, his mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. He is going to fight as hard as possible to do right in this world, but his like viewpoints and opinions are are dreadful. Mm. <laughs> Like, you know, I mean, he's the definition of you want me on that wall, you need me on that wall, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I can't even really put my finger on it because the whole time I'm just like, I really appreciate and like this guy. I do not want him coming to my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's going to graduation. He gets a letter uh, sent to him by Lifeline dropped out of a helicopter from That's hundreds super... of feet in the air. Yeah, and, and it, I mean, I guess here's the thing. Lifeline is uh, the most irritating person to go out on a mission with. Yes. Why would you take him out there? Because that motherfucker from a helicopter. Yeah. I don't uh, I don't know if you know how a helicopter works, but there's these big old spinning blades on top of it. I've seen the picture. They push they push the helicopter off off the ground with the air coming out from one of those spinning blades, which means to throw a letter yeah. uh, out into that and to have it fly down with 60 feet and land in the hands of the guy who is intended it for, that's some crazy accuracy. I bet he, like, taped a penny to it or something. Do you think the penny would make uh, all the uh, difference? Yeah, yeah. I think maybe, like, a 25-pound dumbbell <laughs> might help somewhat. No, but just a penny. Just, just a penny. A, just this a dude, penny. I'm just saying that... Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to physics with Gina. Lifeline's got some, <laughs> got some scary skills that I... I don't think they're allowed to show on on the cartoon. Also, maybe he's like that. Uh, what's that magician from Magnolia? Uh, the guy who throws the cards. David Blaine. No, no. Gambit. No. Uh, <laughs> David Copperfield. Yeah, that's it. Gambit. The guy who throws cards that like slice into a watermelon. Oliver stuff. Twist. Oh. He's the guy at the beginning of Magnolia Ricky that Jay. is. is yeah, oh, Chan knew the whole time. Yes, it was Gambit. So maybe he's like that, and he can do that with letters, and he just like threw it down to the ground as hard as he could. You know what? If that is the case, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, again, he it did is. it through a helicopter. <laughs> yes, he did. I was actually going to say he has that Doctor Strange magic. 
Like he can like alter we the physical world. Seen it yet, Ray? Well, I just uh, spoiler. He has magic. Yeah. By the what? way, <laughs> I thought he was just like a socially awkward guy, and that's why they call him Doctor Strange. They call him Doctor Strange because he he's a psychologist who analyzes the problems of superheroes, and he's like a little weird at parties. Uh, that's Doc Samson. Oh, Mobby. <laughs> Brock Samson. Uh, Buck McCann. Buck McCann, he's hanging out with the yeah. cadets. So uh, Leatherneck goes to the uh, place where the Leatherneck goes to any graduation that will send him an invite. He has nowhere <laughs> else to be. He doesn't know what the CEC is. He's never heard of it. He couldn't have heard of it because if he had heard of it, he would know. He would not have gone. Dude, to be fair, if I got something that said, like, reception to follow, snacks will be provided, and there was a chance that there would be, like, shrimp cocktail and some dumplings or something, I would totally go to whatever anyone invites so me to. So if you're looking to kidnap Gina Ippolito. Yeah, you uh, can, it, can, it can even say, invitation to my basement, snacks will be, <laughs> snacks will be served, and I will be there. Here's, yeah, Quick, Gina, uh, get in the van. We have snacks. Okay. okay. <laughs> Put this bag over your head. There are snacks inside. <laughs> Uh, if they had made back over, it's a feedback. <laughs> hey, there are no snacks in here. <laughs> if they had specified snacks will be served at the bottom of that invite, I wouldn't have brought it up because we're like, yeah, obviously, of course you would go. I would go. I'm reminded wow. of the scene from UHF with uh, Stanley Spadowski who gets kidnapped after they tell him like we have a pizza, so he opens the door, uh-huh. and then halfway through being driven to like the bad guy's lair, he's like. Wait a minute. You guys aren't from the pizza place. <laughs> In one of my favorite moments of all time. Oh, I would be so mad. Uh, but to be fair, you would probably get to the, the dungeon lair and there would, would be snacks. I don't know. You wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah. I'd, I'd be put in a dungeon if someone gave me some snacks for a while. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In any case, Leatherneck shows up uh, where all these cadets are having. And I'm like, I'm looking at their outfits and they're suspiciously cobra blue. <laughs> <laughs> on all the outfits. And I'm like, hmm, something's going on here, guys. Uh, and then he says, uh, Buck McCann, is that his name? Yep. Buck McCann uh, <laughs> is the leader, and he's wearing a Nazi gray. Yeah. He is straight up dressed as a Nazi officer. Yeah, he's not trying to hide it. And so uh, immediately Leatherneck runs up the stairs and fights him, because you're led to believe, like, oh, they're old friends. And Leatherneck's like, oh, no, you're a piece of shit. And then we see the flashback. <laughs> flashback to uh, them, him in training. Here's the thing. I'm going to say, at first, I was on McCann's side. Oh. Because I hate, I hate, I hate anyone giving military orders at all. <laughs> so when he's like, you're going to do this and you're not going to fall in line, I was like kind of on the side of like, Oh, I would be that person that's like, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to take orders from people. So. Wait a minute, are you, are you not on the side of him at the end of this? Uh, uh, on McCann's side? Yeah. You're dude. still you're still on McCann's side at the end, is what you're Heck saying? Yeah. <laughs> Real strong man. Heil McCann. Trump, everybody. <laughs> oh. uh, Chan's been a been a been an MRA white nationalist all along. That's there's the, nothing that's about the he didn't say anything about being an MRA dude. He's just like uh he's just into uh uh, breaking people's arms. Gina, <laughs> if Tila Tequila can be in the club, I don't see how Robert Chan couldn't be. Uh, oh, that poor, that poor woman. I, I, I really wanted to know what his logic was. Leatherneck keeps cutting him off, but it was like, uh, you, uh, you broke his arm, you moron. He's like, yeah, but. And then he cuts him off like, no, 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 no. 
Let, I want to know continue. why you think that was a good idea. Yeah, but I could break his arm, so aren't you proud of me? <laughs> no, I bet it was like, yeah, but like I heard that there was like an evil demon in his oh, arm Jesus. that would only be released by breaking it. Well, did you see a demon leave his arm when you broke it, mm. Buck? <laughs> no. You didn't, did you? <laughs> now you go apologize to that man and give him some snacks. Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, I'm on board with like uh, uh, resisting authority at the beginning, and then once you? he broke that guy's arm, outrageous. <laughs> once he broke that guy's arm, I don't know if I've said this story on air, but my dad was in the military, and he was the only guy that never once got promoted beyond beyond. <laughs> oh like, dear, yeah, so this is a little too real because he was just like, I don't like people giving me orders, ah. and he just yeah. didn't want to do it. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> you should probably not go into the army if that's the case. <laughs> well, he was very poor and he needed to pay for school. Mm. But then as soon as he got there and people started shouting orders at him, he was like, calm down. <laughs> it's not life I'm or not, death I'm or not, something. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you could even say Buck when he breaks the guy's arm. You could almost justify it by like, oh, I, I didn't know my own strength. Right. It was a pressure hold. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like you could in theory spin that away and be mm-hmm. like, what's well, not? I'm sorry, but like not a big deal. But then he trips the guy trying to help him. <laughs> <laughs> and you really like at this point you you and, and Leatherneck sees the whole thing. This is an example of how bullies escalate. At first, it's just making fun of the disabled. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and then you escalate to sort of tripping and breaking arms. Before mm-hmm. you know it, they're stealing all the weapons from the military. Yeah. Yep. Fair warning. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I see. So what you're doing was tying that into the family drama that people will be having as the people who voted for Trump and Clinton get together. That's that's the that's the Thanksgiving side you're referencing there. I just like your tag was the gobble. I just I was really in favor of that. At the start of this podcast, I said I was going to try and pepper Thanksgiving things throughout it. <laughs> I really wasn't there a party that kind of like expected at the end of this episode like Leatherneck and McCann were like cousins or like relatives of some kind because like, I I kind of did see you like, at Christmas dinner you piece yeah, of crap you piece of shit <laughs> see you at prison dinner asshole I don't know like I kind of just like wanted that to be the case was it just me no uh, so I, go, yes no I was gonna say I the reason I like this episode is because it very quickly becomes the Hunger Games yes. Oh, yeah, so there's a quick thing with Hawk and Beachhead looking at each other as they're training other people. So we're kind of like mm-hmm. past and now future of we're still doing the same stuff. And like, you know, and they're just like, hey, you hear from Leatherneck? Nope. Okay. Oh, wow. by, by the way, by the way, oh, well. what's the point of having protocol if anytime anyone on this show breaks protocol, they're like, eh, meh, it's probably this. Like, I feel like there have been several episodes where it's like, oh, weird, it's protocol for him to do this. I guess he's fine. That's a good point. Like, uh, but uh, to be fair, if we remember back to season one when Flint got captured by the games master, uh, GI Joe was like, "Hey, we we can't find Flint. It's probably a problem." <laughs> <laughs> I give them some credit for tagging him. But Leatherneck said, "I'm going to this place where you're gonna you're gonna see me again in six hours at Paris Island. Uh-huh. So if you don't catch up to him right away, you're like, well, he's doing Leatherneck shit. And suppo- I don't want to be a part of it. He's supposed to check in every hour when he's no, on every leave. 24 hours. Oh, is that what they said? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. And all right. every hour is fucking yeah. great. Wow. <laughs> Enjoy your vacation. I'm gonna you go don't see get a movie. To call us six times in the night just to make sure that you're. Okay. Well, I thought, you know, with Cobra around, like, as we've seen, they very quickly kidnap people. They do. It would probably make more sense. Yeah, but this is the case where he actually, like, went to them to be kidnapped. Yeah. 
so we got McCann right here, and uh, he had the best combine numbers. This is an interesting thing about the episode. Is like McCann was actually like a really good soldier. Yeah, he yeah. could run fast, he could jump high, he could shoot real good, he could hurt mm-hmm. people in close combat. He is literally a perfect candidate mm-hmm. for the Joe team, and yet he's such a dick. Mm-hmm. That nobody wants to work with him. Yeah. And I realized my early uh, career in Hollywood might represent some of this a little bit. And uh, unfortunately... <laughs> Wait a uh, minute. Uh, Did you just uh, compare yourself uh, to someone who breaks all the yeah. physical uh, records, who's just an amazing soldier? <laughs> this was, is just like my life, you guys. It was, I just want you to know how amazing that I was. I'm too good for Hollywood. It was more so I broke a lot of bones. <laughs> And tripped a lot of people on purpose. And then nobody wanted to work with me anymore. And then stole a bunch of military weapons. <laughs> well, yeah. Shan, I had to make a living after I was shunned. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. And and, and and Leatherneck pulls him into the office. This is cold. Looks right at him. He's like, I'm not recommending you. You're an asshole. That was a mean trick you pulled. This is this does feel much like our uh, uh, our contemporary society. Where someone just, like, out and out racist. Like, <laughs> That was a very alt right thing you did there. Like you, you burned a cross on the dude's lawn. That was very alt right. You made it. You made that a choice. Was, that not was, racist. That, mind that, you're not. You're a naughty little boy. Hey, how dare <laughs> that was? Yeah, that was really mean. How you broke a man's arm. We're not going to give you gravy on your mashed potatoes at, at <laughs> meal time tonight. <laughs> your mashed potatoes will be dry. Dry. We're just going to give you the flakes. <laughs> <laughs> you wet those yourself. <laughs> Ew. Uh, that's kind of gross. So we find out, yes, he's smuggling weapons, um, and then he knocks out Leatherneck and gets away with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the last we had heard of him up to this point. Uh, and then to uh, pay back the favor, um, he locks up Leatherneck, leaves his backpack on him. <laughs> that was a little strange. Not like that. Would well, I, I feel like, again, it's like the Hunger Games. He gets a couple of things because he wants it to be Sporting. somewhat sporting Mm -hmm. so that you know whoever whenever anyone hunts him down and kills him it can be like oh yeah you killed him even though he had that tiny army knife on him no i mean like actually in the prison cell like as he's (laughs) waiting for things they just leave him with his entire i mean you have to because they're gi joes and you know they have to look exactly like the uh, action figures so that your children know when Mm -hmm. they walk into the toys r us like ah that's the guy if they if they take off that backpack he will start bleeding everywhere (laughs) it is attached (laughs) a big hole in his back yeah it's not good <laughs> uh, did you guys notice the magic uh, blue turning gray suit that McCann was wearing for this? Uh, there were a couple no. of, uh, well, there's no animation mistakes. So I believe that, in fact, McCann is wearing a Technicolor dream coat. Yeah, yeah. It or, or it makes sense. No, he just has, Zartan has his own line of clothing. Oh, I think it's mood it's turns blue yeah, in the what sun. Was the, what were those things that, that kids had in the 80s that, like, it would always change Lollipops. colors right under your boobs? Uh Hypercolor, hypercolor shirts. Oh, like those T-shirts that would be like neon green and then neon pink if you sweat on them. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like heat makes them change colors. So if you were a girl, like it would always change colors right under your boobs because that's like the first place that's that like girls sweat. Girl sweat is under boob. <laughs> well, I learned something today. Yeah, good to know. <laughs> Pits and under boob. That's where they would change colors. <laughs> <laughs> that's really gross. Uh, so uh, they also refer to Leatherneck as the target of honor, and yeah. I'm like, well, that's a title. Mm-hmm. You've really been promoted. <laughs> Yeah. Of honor. And then they Hunger Games his ass. Let's get to this Hunger Games. I part. refer to it as their most dangerous gaming his ass. Yeah. Because that is probably the reference they're going for. Or Chan refers to it as uh uh Oh, what's the what's the thing that everyone Battle Royale? Like? Yeah, Battle Royale. Uh, you mean the thing Hunger Games ripped off? Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> uh I was gonna say that uh 
Ooh, raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a trope now of like uh, hunt hunt the man in the in the isolated area. It's like wait a minute, a what's how does the raccoon fit into that trope? <laughs> well, the raccoon. You know how they always have raccoons when you're hunting man, the most dangerous game. <laughs> they it's don't. a metaphor. <laughs> they don't when you do it. They got tiny hands. <laughs> and also, we learn McCann's a D because he says uh, uh, he gives him five minutes, and then immediately is just like yeah. by D, you mean a delightful gentleman? <laughs> yes. And also, is McCann the same guy who voices Serpentor? Oh, maybe. Boo, boo, boo. Here we go. Richard Gautier uh, voices Buck McCann. That's also uh, the guy who voices, nah, voices Serpentor. Uh, it is the I man who voices Serpentor because he just does Serpentor's. He is Serpentor the whole time. I'm like, at first, I'm like, this guy's this guy's really good. Like, this guy's got a real strong voice. And then I was just like, oh, it's just Serpentor. <laughs> and I mean, do, can we have a little sound clip of just him saying, I lied? Because that is just something. It's like basically right out of the mouth of Serpentor. <laughs> I lied. That's Serpentor. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and then Randall, one of the two uh, head cadets, mm-hmm. has a lot of remorse about this. He's like, Dude, yeah. we should respect this man. He's an honored soldier. And like, he's not cool with like, hey, he's like, hey, you said you would give him five minutes. And then right. and then the, the Blondie McNazi pants is like, yeah. What's her yeah. name? Blondie McNazi pants. Blondie McNazi pants. Uh, Print for <laughs> the record, Sheila Blue, who is not the voice of... Uh, uh, Lady J, as I, I originally was. thought. I thought it was. No, yeah. she played Sheila McDermott and Brie Van Mark. She was oh, Brie Van Mark. Uh-huh. Yep. There we go. Okay. Any blonde, any blonde lady. Any mm-hmm. non-Joe extra. Mm-hmm. We got her on lockdown. Well, she did a great job. Yeah. Uh, and GI, we cut back to GI Joe as Leatherneck's being hunted through the woods. And GI <laughs> Joe is like, "Hey, uh, we still haven't heard from Leatherneck. Is that weird? Nah, he's fine. <laughs> okay, back to the action. <laughs> we just keep cutting back to them, not concerned at all." Uh, my my favorite part in the in the wood in the Hunger Games woods is when Leatherneck three stooges two guys and just bumps their heads together. Yeah, well, I just have it right here. Hard target that shit. <laughs> Channel your inner Jean Claude Van Damme in the bayou swamps of the movie Hard Target and just wail on some suckers. Uh, I loved it. Also, Sheila, kind of a boss. Yeah, like, I, she's I put, kind I of put, awesome. This chick is brutal, and I love it. <laughs> and you blind pantyways. That, I mean, like, she is parking orders. This is yeah. who, you know what? I'll say it right now. I want, uh, uh, what's her name? Blondie McNazi Pants? Yeah, yeah. I want her in charge of any platoon that I am putting out onto the field because she gets shit done. Yeah. Mm. When she's not being knocked into the rapids. I bet, I bet that she is like the cousin at Thanksgiving dinner that, like, just doesn't want any leftovers. And so she houses whatever's left on the table. <laughs> Like, she doesn't want to put anything away. She's like, no, you pussies. We're going to sit here and eat until we die. <laughs> Bring it back to Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was actually thinking she'd be the one at the dinner table who, like, assigns the seating. Instead of just sit where you want to, she assigns it. She's oh. like, you will sit next to Uncle Bert and shut your goddamn mouth about politics. But she's probably, like, doing it to create maximum discomfort. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. She, like she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, Aunt... Aunt Cheryl is kind of racist, so I'm going to sit her next to uh, Cousin Mary and her boyfriend, Raheem. Oh, no. Yeah. And that will cause issues. Yeah, yeah. But then she also gets the thrill of yelling at them, I think. Like, that's just part of it. Like, when things go wrong, 
uh, uh, preventably, yeah. she gets mad at them for it. I actually thought at some point, so so spoiler alert, uh, uh, they try and they try and knock Leatherneck into the rapids, which would probably kill him, but Blondie McNazi pants end up going in the rapids instead, and Leatherneck saves her because he's a stand-up guy, even though in, in but, previous episodes we've seen he has no respect for women. None. But I will <laughs> say that at that point I was like, ooh, maybe there's going to be another, uh, maybe the, 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 romance? the theme of this season <laughs> is, yeah, like I was just like, maybe... Maybe this will soften her. Um, is, is is there a sound clip? Because when he knocks her into the river and realizes that he needs to go save her, he has a quote that I just didn't quite understand. <laughs> no, he's saying it because he, he, didn't, is... he didn't intend to knock her into the water. Is that what it is? He just intended to kick her away. And then into when the he water. Sees, and then when he sees that she's in the water, he's but, like, ah, crap, I just killed a woman. Is, I guess I better fix this. Is on nerts like a thing people actually say, I guess is my question. Yeah. yeah. Haven't you ever heard that um, when Ted Kennedy? <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, I was about to say, so yeah, sorry. I I used to say on nerds all the time. <laughs> then Gina rolls in with a fucking Chappaquiddick reference. No, no, go ahead, Gina. Where are we going? Holy with this story? God! When, when Ted Kennedy hit the water. Happy Thanksgiving, moment. everybody! <laughs> gobble, 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 gobble! The sadness. <laughs> I remember when Ted Kennedy he was, killed he this was, chick when he was drunk. He was quoted as saying on nerds. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, what? What? The Kennedys are off the table now? Is that what we're doing? Uh, here's the deal. The Kennedys have also done some terrible things. <laughs> we're allowed to make fun of Trump all we want, but we're just going to pretend that he didn't kill a woman. That Ted Kennedy didn't kill a woman. Nope. That is definitely. Nope, that is a thing that happened. Yep. <laughs> Boom. So uh, uh, he ends up saving. He ends up saving uh, Sheila, and he gets knocked out for his trouble by McCann yeah. a second time. Now this is no, the part no, that no, I don't no. understand. Sheila, no, knocked him out. excuse me. And I says you can't teach an old dog new tricks. By the way, not only does she knock him the fuck out, she has the best line of the episode. How dare you? Right, Ray the, is I the guy in back. the office that uh, a woman says something, and then the, and then and then is like, "That's a really good point, Mark." <laughs> And the woman's like, Wait, that, was, that was me. And, uh, we should all listen to Mark more. Mark had a really good point. And then Mark's like, even even I'm not saying I said that. And Ray's like, no, no, Mark, Mark, for the take record, credit where credit is due. Mark is management material. <laughs> <laughs> not Sheila. <laughs> Sheila's a fucking Nazi. So this part, uh. I, I this this was the part that I don't understand. So they they set out to hunt him to kill him. Yes, this is what I'm having trouble with. <laughs> and then and then they successfully they get him. Get him. Mm-hmm. And then they put him in a really, really, really short hospital gown. They put him in a butt gown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's just a shirt, to be honest. And and I think if we ever saw him directly from the front, we would see his balls. Well, he is wearing shorts. You could see in some because oh, I was he? looking for his sweet ass. Oh, okay. I'm surprised you weren't, to be honest I, with I you. I mean, I was, it made me uncomfortable, I feel to be like honest. when they were in the water at one point, we saw his butthole. <laughs> I'm almost certain. I'm sorry. They, they drew it. They drew it. They just okay. they, It's just a little X like a little cat's in Nekoatsume. <laughs> Put one of those stickers on there. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. What's the point of hunting him if you're then going to like be like, all right, let's take him to the infirmary, yeah. warm, warm him up a little bit and get him get him healthy. And then like I feel like they, they, they try and cover it up by being like, oh, yeah, now you'll see well, when all these people die. It's no fun for McCann if he kills Leatherneck before the plan goes through. I mean, this is how I was able to justify it, that this is all about his personal revenge against the guy mm-hmm. who he thinks held him back. You know, like that the guy who wasn't good enough to start on his high school football team and he blames the coach for not putting him in. That's yeah. why I'm not in the NFL right now. Coach wouldn't put me in in the 10th grade. It's like, <laughs> no, you fucking sucked at football. 
Like, you weren't good enough to make your high school team. Stop pretending like you could have gone somewhere with it. And I feel like he's got that kind of a thing going on in his head. So he needs Leatherneck to see it, which is why even having him be hunted is a strange decision, unless you just assumed he wasn't going to be killed. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess. I'm trying here. Because if he had gone into the water, he probably would have been killed. Oh, yeah. So they're not. I mean, Sheila even said, like, I wouldn't have saved you. He's like, I know. Yeah, yeah. She she sticks by her. She's very baronessy. Uh, I'm going to take a, a a quick sidebar uh, because I have uh, um, uh, Susan Blue's IMDb page up. I'm uh-huh. just going to like Sheila? poking around. Sheila, yeah. Okay. Uh, she's been working since 1974, uh, both as cool. like an actress, and uh, eventually she got into voices. So like pretty heavily doing some voices. Um, I stopped because I was like. Oh God! I had forgotten there's a show called Paw Paws. Uh, <laughs> she was Princess Paw Paw in that, oh uh, and then I saw that there was another. Uh, apparently, there's a TV movie called Fluppy Dogs. Oh, F L U P P Y. Oh, that's dogs. Not, that's weird. That is weird <laughs> and kind of cute, but also weird. And she's uh, she's actually the voice of RC and has been for I mean almost pretty Wait, much R- RC, RC Cola? the Cola the, RC the animated the Cola Okay, you people, for God's sakes! Uh, like as I like soda. as recently as 2009, she was doing RC, and she'd been wow. doing it originally back. You know, it was the original uh, Transformers movie. Wow. Uh, she hasn't uh, done any voice work since 2009. She probably don't need to. But that's because she's become a voice director, Ooh. and ever since then, she's been voice directing. So you know, we're, Gina, you're going to come across her very, very. You yeah. probably already point. know. She's probably in your office right now, yeah. <laughs> for real. That's kind of amazing. Uh, wow. Oh, I feel like we learned something. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Fluffy dogs. Fluffy dogs. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Now, back to G.I. Joe. So Serpentor shows up to the uh, parade grounds. Very briefly. He's hard as fuck, though, isn't he? Like He's just kind of like hardline. I feel like he 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 is kind of over this job, to be honest. Uh, he's already in over his head. I don't think he's in over his head. I just think he's like, oh, God, I got to go work. Think the, they would name me emperor. Now I have to do the job. Can I still stay at Serpentor Tower downtown? <laughs> this this is uh, uh, Donald Trump's inner monologue every single day. <laughs> oh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So what you're saying is that. These I'm supposed to all of these people I have to I, but, um, I uh, oh hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well we finally get the big plan here and that's they're going to disguise themselves as a marching band and go to Paris Island for the graduation ceremony of the uh, uh, the Marines I believe the Navy or uh, whatever that is and then they're going to blow it up with explosives after taking over the the like they're going to take it over and then blow it up like, right so this is a suicide mission basically but it's not it doesn't seem like it's supposed to be but if you if you break down the bullet points go there raise the flag immediately blow the whole place up you don't need to raise the flag that's really that's mm. the fu leatherneck moment that McCandy's right. yeah. he's the one who's like, oh, well, we are raising the flag right i mean we have to make sure leatherneck sees us raise the flag <laughs> maybe they think that they'll be safe on the field because maybe the explosives are in the buildings that makes sense okay i don't know i know here's the deal i'll go with it also mccann is a beautiful butt chin uh, there's a oh. nice close-up shot of mccann and i'd be remiss if i just didn't mention like he's got a duke level high priority butt chin i wonder if there's a uh, there's a correlation between 
uh, testosterone leading to butt chin that makes people want to go into the military and other violent things. Interesting. Well, I have a butt chin. And just, you are a violent individual. <laughs> well, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Gina. The truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, of course, they're dressed as band members. I always knew those kids were up to no good. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, with, with their stormtrooper helmets. Yeah, I wonder, how much, uh, I wonder how much fingering they did on that bus. Oh, Jesus. Because we all know Ooh. that's what happened on the band bus, everybody. Ooh, who's... <laughs> Gina looks like Sheila had, you want to share. Sheila had a flute stuck in her pussy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I have the tuba. I get fisted. <laughs> is, that, is that an accurate representation? I was never in band. Yeah, yep, accurate. And so, yeah, and, uh, okay, so we then have this separate side story that he says, I he knows Leathernecks, McCann knows Leatherneck is going to escape. Yep. So he has planted a fake story that they're actually like, a, a, instead of they're a military base, they're they're a mental hospital and that Leatherneck is an escaped mental. Like how he it's was able to- a good fake story. Yeah, but how did he get the, the media on with this? Like wouldn't that draw attention to the Cobra training I facility? I think he just put it out on the CB. I think he just put it out on oh, okay. the CB. Just in case, just and for And the truckers. police, and the police thing maybe, the police radar maybe. So the police in the area are like, wait a minute, there is no mental institution. I think that they're just following orders. You know police. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm determined I to offend everyone in this episode. I do know police. I think they would at least put that one together in their heads. I give our men and work, women I'm, of the armed forces the and of the police uh, 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 departments a lot of credit. They're, they're hardworking folks. <laughs> I assume that Cobra has people on the payroll. Okay. In in all forms of of you know, all forms of government, all forms of police. I, I think that they at least have a couple of chiefs in their pocket. Maybe they even put some in there, like they, that infiltrated. They, they 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 yeah. They've got a. They've also got a PR team. You have to figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so Gino, I'm, I I can't work around it uh, anymore. We got to uh, get to the point where uh, I know you were having trouble. Uh, when when they when he said dogs, I wrote puppies. And then I put no. And all the, all the dogs look just like junkyard. Oh, I hated they? this. I hated this. I mean, Rottweilers. How how specific do you want them to draw dogs <laughs> so that they can, you can tell them apart by breed? No, also, all dogs look, look the same to you, Ray. They have a uh, model already, is what I'm saying. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if they just used the existing dog model they already had to, ha- to for this particular are you episode. Stop. Are you an advocate of stop and frisk all Rottweilers? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying uh, stop and deeply. That's what I'm talking about. Can we? Can I? Mrs. Simpson. Nervous, Sheila? What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah. Why is he even in Cobra? Why is he he's in trying Cobra? to form a human connection. He got in over his head. He he did it. Oh, for are the you benefits. saying he's just trying to pork Sheila? That's <laughs> no, is that why he's no. there? Because like, oh yeah, she. Oh, you're joining Cobra? Yeah, me too. No, I'm really I think into... he was outside of a Kmart. And like his bank account had like 20 bucks in it and he just got some toilet paper and there was a Cobra recruitment officer and he was like, hey, you look like a real strong guy. I bet your friends don't respect you, do they? And then he was like, yeah, you're right. My friends don't respect me. And he's like, how'd you like a free education with great benefits? And have I shown you pictures of our underwater spa with a real robot butler? And then he was like, what? What is this going to cost me? And he's like, nothing. We'll pay you. <laughs> and then he signed up. Well, there and was... then it was like, have you seen our magazine? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. God damn it. No, you know, Cracked wrote a great article uh, about how I got involved with a bunch of neo-Nazis. 
And it was really interesting, though, because it starts out like light and like they're just your friends you hang out with. Mm-hmm, and then they're just mm-hmm. like, don't you hate some of the stuff we hate? Like like these general things that everybody oh, this hates. This was an undercover <laughs> reporter, though, right? Or that, that did this. No, or no, this was a guy who oh, came from okay. that life because he realized he couldn't live that life anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's like it starts like light and fun. And these yeah. are my drinking buddies. And then like suddenly like the serious stuff creeps in, but it becomes normal. Yeah. You and- see what they're cool with. And then each thing that they're cool with, you do another milestone for slightly. <laughs> more yeah. horrible. And Don't you hate spaghetti that's too chunky? <laughs> yeah, I do. Don't you hate black people? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, here's the deal. They're that... kind of like spaghetti, right? Well, I can't. <laughs> well, okay, I, I, I can, can sort of see, see what you Look, saying. if you have a bowl of spaghetti and three strands are poison... <laughs> <laughs> I would yes, yes I would, would still eat, eat it I would yeah. eat anything um, and th- but it's I feel like uh, he's the exact same way here Randall's the same way in that he was just sort of in with a crowd and they all just sort of did the thing and then by the time he realized they were working for an international terrorist organization <laughs> he was sort of like I'm not okay with this but what I'm in too deep right now where could I even go they will murder me yeah this is why you have a no tolerance policy on, on people who are saying white nationalist crap that is correct (laughs) that's why when you see people defending nazis you go cut that shit out yeah i like if i had a friend that was like oh you know i'm just saying like not all black people as soon as that comes out i'm like "Eh, i'm done hanging out with you click (laughs) unfriend uh and and did you guys notice the name of the band i'm sure you did chan did you not the name of the band the name of the band they are the gerberville marching band yes named after steve gerber the writer for gi joe Uh, i assume who's the original gerber baby he was also the original (laughs) gerber baby somehow Uh, i love that i love i love when they put little things in there like that i feel like like... they did that with mccann too because he's yeah he's the dude's name is buck mccann and the actor's name is chuck mccann yeah (laughs) it's kind of it's 100 percent yeah I, here's the deal. These feel like buzz moments to me, like little additions, <laughs> don't they? So they set the bomb. Uh, they they go to the thing. They pull the guns on the crowd, and Leatherneck goes under the bleachers, grabs down McCann. Wait, wait. Yes, what am I wait. missing? So I, what I was amazed by was that Cobra learned to play band instruments. Correct. I mean, uh, no, obviously they recruited... <laughs> Uh, band band people, yes. They're I the mean, most evil in society, <laughs> Yeah, first off. And they all learn to play one song. They all learn to march. None of these things are easy, by the way. I don't know how many of you watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Here's another Thanksgiving reference. No, I watch but Detroit like, Lions football. Those Thank you. kids work real hard. I don't think you can just be like, hey, soldiers. Okay. Put on these outfits and learn to play this tuba and this flute and this triangle. They're they're literally they're at like they're at a Nazi camp <laughs> training to be soldiers. You don't think they could take an hour a day to do marching band practice? I mean, I guess, but it's all just for one. Like, I hope that they have a, a series of band related heists planned. This plan for Cobra feels like a huge oversight. Like, they put Buck McCann in charge of this base, and he decided to turn all of these resources into a revenge plot. Yeah. And I 100% believe they learned how to play the tuba. (laughs) Yeah, no, this definitely, I don't think any of the paperwork for this would have seemed to miss. They're like, somebody, there's an auditor out there who's like, you know what? Uh, All these requisitions seem like part of a revenge plot, probably by. Uh, the head here, this Buck McCann fella, probably against someone specific. I don't know, possibly a Joe, probably something in his history, you know, as uh, being Check kicked out of the military. Um, 
Yeah, I'm going to approve it. That's 100% Cobra material right there. This is why you need oversight of government practices 100% of the time. Because if anybody was paying attention to this base, this shit would not have happened. No, that no 100% they wanted, we're paying attention. Yeah. Like, yeah, they this wanted is, it. This is Cobra okay. ideology 100%. Yeah, yeah. We want our people to be driven by uh, They don't want psychologically weird. healthy individuals in Cobra. That yeah. is, well, I don't think you can afford it. <laughs> uh, also... We got to go back. We skipped over oh, we skip? the Dreadnoughts. Oh, oh I, yeah. yes. Dreadnoughts are here. I just wrote here. Dreadnoughts are here to fuck up the entire No, no, plot. no, no. Before that, oh, yes. they're on the road. Yeah. They're on the road. They're talking to each other. And Oh, yes. If we hadn't stopped for breakfast, we'd be in Paris Island by now. They, uh, the Dreadnoughts <laughs> asked to stop for lunch. He said, we already stopped for breakfast. I contend <laughs> that the Dreadnoughts are hobbits. <laughs> That they, the you, you can't get him to do anything. What about second breakfast? <laughs> that is one hundred percent the rest of that conversation that we missed because they were only focused on the two front uh, uh, well, dreadnoughts. The ones in the back were like, "The fuck about a limb disease?" If you were a where dreadnought, I'm... your life is about three things: <laughs> eating, fighting, and fucking. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's nothing else in your life at all. Uh, uh and this is all the while. When um, Leatherneck is still in his very skimpy hospital gown yes. in a trucker's truck. Uh, in all caps right here, I wrote leather butt <laughs> because I was almost certain that that's where we saw because uh, he's in that. Yeah. The- Here's the thing. I think that he I, like if I was that trucker, I would have been I didn't see that he was wearing shorts. But if I was that trucker, I would be like, yo, you're not just getting in my truck in my on my leather seats with your sweaty, sweaty butt and nutsack. Your balls sticking to sticking to my leather. I believe when he was climbing up the tree right before he hit all the dogs, that's when you could see like for a brief wide shot. He was wearing shorts underneath it because I just feel like the animators at a certain point were like, we are showing taint. <laughs> Like we gotta put shorts on no, or something. A, I mean, it's his underwear, probably. It's a tiny probably little not X. shorts. Tiny little X. But yeah, so I, I totally glossed over Leatherneck escape from the trucker who thought he was an insane person. By yeah, because he wasn't bike. wearing pants. <laughs> Correct. Easy sell. And because he's Leatherneck, I mm-hmm. feel like if that dude, even if he was fully clothed, if he got into my car, I would be like, "Oh, you're gonna kill me, right?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a moment Leatherneck's just looking at him. He's like, "So, what are you gonna do now?" It's like, I don't know, crazy, insane person with no pants on. What are you going to do now? Because I'm not comfortable with this situation at all. By the way, he just swung into his truck. It's not like the trucker stopped and picked him up. It's a weird moment. Yeah, so he steals the bike. So we we get to the point now where... uh, uh, yeah, he he finally has McCann, and he pulls him off the stage, and Sheila's about to shoot him, and Randall, in a moment of, you know, this is his third moment of reflection during the episode, yanks the gun away and says, you know, hey, that's not cool, man. Yeah. Don't be shooting him. I'm in. Uh, and, and so, so all I could think during this, when McCann is running away from Leatherneck... Is press the button, 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 because yep. he had so much yep. time mm-hmm. while <laughs> he's running to yep. press the button. And he waits until he's stopped to attempt to press the button. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Stay has to use the other hand to press it. Like, have you never, <laughs> like, texted before? His... To be fair, there is a gentleman's agreement between Leatherneck and McCann because <laughs> earlier, uh, Leatherneck, who has proven that uh, completely unarmed, he can beat the piss out of, like, a, a half dozen people Not all wrong. at once, all on his own, uh-huh. uh, when he's in the, the compound. There's like two guys who are, you know, like supposedly securing him with like guns. 
mm-hmm. sort of pointed at him. Yep. And McCann is like, here is my big plan. Uh, at any point, Leatherneck could have just like kicked the snot out of him and that crushed McCann's head. Yeah. But he didn't. And that's the, you know, that's what you do. It's like, okay, I'll let you say your thing. Um, you let me you do my thing. Yeah. Uh, I promise I won't blow this up. You promise that I, you know, uh, get to have flashbacks. <laughs> I get my flashbacks. You get your base not blown up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it comes down to a 1v1 fight, though. And McCann and Leatherneck are going back and forth. Everybody circles around. They're just like, don't get in the way. This is personal. And uh, 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 Leatherneck beats him up, like, really good. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, he, uh, McCann gets a couple shots in, and Leatherneck just starts wailing on him. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely a they live kind of fight. Yeah, yes. and they had to. You had to have a moment because because McCann was breaking all of Leatherneck's records earlier in the episode. You had to have a moment where you put where you pit them against each other, just so no one thinks that McCann is better than right. Or else people might think that Nazis are okay. Oh, <laughs> all right, both of you get over here. Uh oh, what am I? If we don't if we don't record report on, back in about three minutes, that means Chan murdered us. Oh dear. That that is leatherneck butt right there. Uh, Where's the butt? I mean, oh, I that see, is leather. Do you see where the leg is? Yes, I, I see a cheek. I maintain that there were no shorts. Uh, there are go, no shorts. No, if you go back though to the previous scene, oh, oh that is straight up leatherneck butt. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you go back to the previous scene, there is a moment where you can see shorts. Uh, well, he took them off then. Oh, his balls are right on he his. T- oh, yeah, his balls are right on his back. Yeah, <laughs> poor Xandar. That the dreadnoughts are never gonna let him live this down either. Remember that time that like almost naked guy kicked your ass on your own bike? I mean, they're just gonna be like, they're just gonna call him Taint Shoulders from now on. <laughs> okay, guys. So Chan has just shown us the motorcycle fight, and yes, you see, there are no shorts in this. Yeah. Uh, definitely, you see full on a uh, leatherneck butt cheek, and uh, and we and, and Gina was just saying all the other dreadnoughts are gonna make fun of Xandar forever for this because he basically he basically teabagged him is basically what yeah. happened. And I don't think I don't think Xandar is ever gonna live it down. I think from now on, anytime he tries to give the dreadnoughts any orders, they're gonna be like, "We're not taking orders from you, taint neck." <laughs> remember that one time Leatherneck rubbed his balls on the top of your head <laughs> and then stole your bike immediately <laughs> afterwards? Yeah, you're a real leader. You're still wearing the same vest that he did it on. I can still see the outline of his sweaty balls. I don't even understand uh, why they would follow him in the first place because nepotism. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So we, we get to the end here, and uh, uh, G.I. Joe wins the day. He wins the fight. Uh-huh. Uh, Leatherneck's quote is, I may be older, but I'm better. Is that really the lesson to be learned? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like cheese. It's like cheese. <laughs> and I just wrote down here, this is a little, th- this reaction is a little too real of despite everything, Sheila uh, still being yes, like, yes, that was what I was thinking. Cobra too. is the best. I will not be convinced otherwise, despite all the evidence in front of me. Yeah. She goes, this is impossible. It's not possible. She Bring back my coal mining jobs. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it I really like struck a nerve with me, just like the way she reacted, like with no yeah. grace, no fun. And it just reminded me of a lot of people who, you know, waving Confederate flags telling me to get over the results of this election. I take solace <laughs> in the fact that now the knowledge that she was so wrong for so long probably drove her insane and she's in a padded cell. Whereas the other guy who voted for uh I mean followed McCann. <laughs> Quickly realized his mistake. He took off the patch, and he, he might took even off the patch. Be okay. I think he might vote Green Party next time, at the very least. <laughs> very least. 
I don't know. It's it's just there's a thing in there where she has to be right because yeah. she's centered her entire life around this one philosophy mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. dangerous and wrong. So yeah. despite the fact that she lost, she's been shown that these are the bad guys. None of that matters. Double like down. she will the confirmation bias or whatever. It's just right there. She flat out has a complete meltdown uh-huh. because the uh, the it just doesn't work right in her brain. It would take too much self-awareness and then thus too much work for her to be like, "Okay, why was I drawn to this, even though it turned out not to work? What do I do now with my life right. that it didn't work? I should start planning for my future. So instead, she's just going to keep screaming until she dies. She's going to be the crazy aunt at Thanksgiving dinner who's <clears throat> screaming about yeah. how aliens made the cranberry sauce. I feel like I just – her Whoa. reaction right there. What? That happens. <laughs> yeah. Is that a Is that a Jersey thing? I don't <laughs> feel like I've ever heard anybody say that. Uh, I feel like, I feel like uh, everyone can work a conspiracy into something, even Thanksgiving. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. It just reminds me of a lot of stuff I've seen on social media over the last few weeks. You know, yeah. of just people just not, you know, you literally have people like full on Nazi saluting and you get like, well, of course, you know, we don't agree with it's like, no, 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 no. Like, that's the base. Yeah, you can't you can't be part of Cobra and just be like, I joined Cobra because of the benefits, but I don't agree with taking over the world yeah. or killing the military. Me- I only did it because they they pay their workers a fair wage because Cobra Life magazine has great articles. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if somebody posts an alt right showing people literally sig heiling uh-huh, uh, at uh-huh. a at a conservative rally, and you see that, and your response is. Well, I mean, they have freedom of speech. And not to immediately denounce it, (laughs) you are wrong. Guys, how many podcast listeners do you think we've lost during this episode? (laughs) I'm hoping we're educating people right now. Like, (laughs) really? Like, no. If you see somebody sig heiling, they are fucking wrong. Yeah. (laughs) So let's just start there and not work on ways that it's okay. Yeah, she was was pretty cool with the fact that they were going to blow up a bunch of innocent people. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Think of all the chefs. Yeah. <laughs> Think of all the, the just the people the who work there. Crew, Those are the people the getting blue killed. Collar workers. The soldiers were all with her on the ba- <laughs> on the, uh, the 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 parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> the only yeah. people dying are the cr- groundskeepers. You know, bad job, Sheila. Yeah, bad job. But but they can but but Leatherneck is like oh well we convinced one guy so it was all worth it. Was all, it. <laughs> I mean at the end of the day this didn't cost GI Joe anything. I don't have that patience, Leatherneck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it for the episode right there. I mean I think we all learned something. Yeah, it was a Bechdel test fail. It was. Although there was one, the the chick did have a lot to do. That's there good. was only one chick. Yeah, that's a problem that we know of. Uh huh. I mean officially. And, uh, yeah, so there you go, guys. Uh, quick plugs we're going to do before we get out of here today. Give us five stars on iTunes. Uh, also, we have a Patreon getting towards the end of the month, guys. So if you give us at least five bucks, pledge it on a Patreon. We will get access to our secret vault. It's going to have a bunch of stuff in it, a bunch of new uh, bonus episodes that you will not have been able to hear otherwise. We also just got a, twi- a tweet from Steve Bolton again. Jeez, oh, Pete, here I it is. I feel like he knows when we're recording. He, he seems to know. And he's always active at noon on <laughs> Tuesday. And that's not even when we're always recording, too. That's true. He man, he does it. Oh, he's 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 G.I. Joe psychic. You know what it is? He sees we all go dark on social media for two for two uh, hours. And he goes, Wait they're recording. They're recording. Get them. All three Steve, of them haven't. I'm wise to you, Steve. All three of them haven't made, like, wildly uh, uh, offensive uh, tweets in the past 15 minutes. Something's up. They're podcasting. <laughs> 
Um, Podcasting or we've all been killed by the government, Steve. It's only a matter of time after this one drops. <laughs> uh, yeah, but if you give us 20 bucks on the Patreon, uh, we will do an episode of your choosing uh, of any cartoon that you pick. We we are gluttons for punishment. We will do it. We are right about to actually, after we do this, uh, pull the curtain back. We're about to do a He-Man episode for uh, Brian Rapp and the Secret Stash. So check that out. Uh, we also have an Amazon. We're not calling it a secret stash. Is that what we're calling it? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, fine. We're not going. It's, it's the secret vault. Is that okay? That's. I mean, it's not outright offensive, but it's not. It sounds the greatest. like a mystery. <laughs> I um, mean, if you want to start wearing giant hockey jerseys, what about and, sack of goodness? Uh, it's our sack of goodies. Is there a way to tie that into Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's 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 our it's our spice stuffing. sack. It's our <laughs> it's our cider spice sack. It's our it's our hand turkey. <laughs> <sighs> Well, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we've already done all the plugs. And so uh, I'm just going to say that's it for us. You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at G.I. Joe Podcast. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Individually on Twitter, I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And catch us next week unless the government arrests us. Until then. <laughs> the balcony is closed. Gobble, gobble, motherfucker. <laughs> Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. In the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score, score Bunny? So it's, it's a fire bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score, like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. <laughs> like Score Bunny. Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think, like, donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is, though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh, but my Ash God. Is like, Ash is still the main character of the f- anime? Yes. Where have you been? Yeah. So Ash is like, I'm getting on the train. I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's like... Is it because like, he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.